exciting offerings coming up and we want to share them with you. If you want to dig in and start doing the work that will help expand your mindset and help you start living in alignment, then check out our show notes for how you can sign up. We would be so honored to have you come work with us. Soul on Fire is a free online masterclass starting April 18th that will help you remember your magic and kickstart that journey back to self. We also have an exciting in-person offering for those local to Williams Lake on May 13th at Studio 20. It's $55 and it will help you learn tools on how to go from exhausted and frustrated to a life full of ease and joy. We have a vision of connecting like-minded women and creating a sisterhood of women rising up together. So come join us. Hello, magical humans. You got Shelby and Robin here, and we are just coming off the back of one of the most amazing experiences, and we are here to tell you all about it. So last week, we spoke in front of 100 people at a live event, and we have so many lessons, so many things to talk about, so many things that came up for us, and yeah, we just want to share a lot of that with you guys because I think it's going to be very helpful for everybody listening because we had a lot of fear. Well, I I especially had a lot of fear and we got to hold that fear and walk anyways. So um, one of the coolest things that actually happened is Robin had this vision for us before this event even popped up in our brains or on our social media, I should say. And so I want Robin to tell us a little bit about that because it was the craziest thing that happened. Yeah, so this was really fun. And this is also how we knew this was perfectly in alignment for us. When we started on this venture of this new business, we told ourselves, like, let's just follow our intuition as much as possible. Let's just find follow whatever signs that we see and just trust. And so it's been a bit of an experiment for us in that way. And so how this speaking engagement came up where we were one of three keynote speakers at a ladies night out here in Williams Lake hosted by the Williams Lake and District Chamber of Commerce was really unique. And looking back on it now, I know it was 100% placed in our path for a reason. So it was in the morning and I was washing some dishes and I was just kind of, I thought I was daydreaming and this vision popped into my head of a ladies night, like wine and cheese. And I had this very specific, um, charcuterie person in mind who I'd been seeing all over the place cause she just started a new business in town. And so she was in my head and this, this thought of us speaking at this wine and cheese type of night. So I voice memo Shelby because I just tell her all of my dreams or anything that pops in my head she knows what it is and so I memoed her and said I've got this idea I think that we should at some point organize a ladies night where we have like wine and cheese and then it will be an opportunity for us to speak as well and just like have this cool women's night where we just connect with ladies and I can't remember if I mentioned like some of those specifics or not about the charcuterie or whatever. Yeah, but... you did. And so then not five minutes later, I was scrolling on Facebook and one of my friends had shared this ladies night out that the Chamber of Commerce was putting on. And when I saw on there all these details that I was just picturing in my head, I thought, oh my gosh, wow. And it said local women speakers. 
So I instantly phone Shelby. I'm like, we need to do this. Like, this is what I was literally just picturing in my head. Like five minutes ago. <laughs> what are the chances? Yeah. Like the, the time between this was actually five minutes. No more than 10 for sure. Like so quick. And so we jumped right on it and we drafted an email and sent it off and said, we would love to speak at this event. It is perfectly aligned with what we're doing and the, you know, community that we're trying to cultivate here locally and online. And this is just in perfect alignment for us. Please let us know how we can be involved as a speaker. And they reached back out to us and said, we'd love to meet you. So Shelby and I went and when we were there meeting with them, I actually told them that this happened. I told them about this vision that I had and it was so interesting. And normally that's not something I would share or maybe like a past version of me wouldn't share that. Mm -hmm. But it was so funny because their response wasn't like, oh, that's that's a bit odd that's or something. <laughs> they said, wow, that's kismet. Because when we saw this email come through, we felt like we manifested it as well. And so that's how like it came about. We're speaking about. your language. Yeah, totally. And so that's how it came about. And it just had this great energy to it. And so that's why we knew, even though this was a big step for us, it was something that we had talked about a lot, that we want to speak. We want to be heard. We want to even like break through that own fear of our that we have and kind of speak our voices. The podcast was one thing, but speaking live has a whole different energy to it. And so I really feel like we manifested that. We called it in and it was perfect. So I'll turn it over to Shelby to maybe share a little bit of her experience. This I have spoke a little bit in the past, more so at work functions or like emceeing things for um, like panels for, you know, my master's degree or things like that. But this was Shelby's very first public (laughs) speaking event. And I am so freaking proud of her. She killed it. She was so charismatic. If anyone is listening here that was there that night, it, I mean, you witnessed it yourself. Like she was on fire and I wanted to borrow some of that energy she had. So Shelby, let's hear it. Okay. So first I want to like rewind and go back to the day that we went and met the hosts of the night to see like what they thought of if they wanted to have us or not. <clears throat> and I was so excited and we sat down there and we were just like had so much energy and I knew right away. I was like, they love us. We love them. It's a perfect match. We're for sure getting this gig. And they basically, without saying it, said, like, you're for sure going to speak. Like, you're, we're so excited. So anyways, I'm like, whoa, this is so awesome. We get out to the parking lot. And then I go, I look at Robin in the eyes. And I'm like, holy shit. That means we're going to speak in front of people. Like, it literally didn't cross my mind before because I was just so excited. I was like, yes, this will be amazing. This is such a fun opportunity. And then I was like, holy shit. I'm going to have to freaking speak in front of people. Like, that makes me sick to my stomach. <laughs> so... It all set in and I was like, okay. But I just told Robin, I was like, I just want to be prepared as much as I can. And Robin's like, yeah, yeah, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. And I kept having this fear of my mind going blank because sometimes it happens, like even on this podcast or wherever, like this is a thing of mine. I'll be talking and then I'm like, it's gone. It's completely gone. And in in a scenario like this, Robin and I are together. I can be like, oh, God, I just lost my train of thought. Like, pick it up. So she'll just pick up. It's no big deal. But my biggest thing is, like, what if I do that in front of a live crowd? So I kept thinking, like, you know, I would call my mom and be like, I'm so nervous. She said, what are you nervous for? And I would be like, I'm nervous that I'm going to go blank. And she's like, okay, well, 
blah, blah. anyways i don't even remember what <laughs> she said to it so lo and behold we get to this night i am i gotta tell you guys sh- like shitting my pants <laughs> shitting my pants like i barely can speak to people as we get to this thing because i'm like i have to be up on the stage in front of all of these women this is crazy i'm chatter like chattering what's the word like i'm shaking so bad in my seat as the first speaker speaks that i'm like oh my god robin my jaw feels like it's gonna clench because it's literally chattering like i was i was shaking because i was so nervous and then i did this thing where i just like sat there and i just put my feet on the ground i closed my eyes i don't even think robin noticed me doing this i closed my eyes and i was just like doing my version of meditation where I just was like calling in the universe, calling in my spirit guides, my angels, letting them come over me, letting me bring peace to my body because I'm like, I am not going to be able to walk up these stairs if my freaking knees are trembling like they are right now. And it actually worked. Okay. So I just called in all of my higher powers and I'm like, just let me feel peace. Let me bring this message to the women that I want to. So I walk up at the stage with Robin and I'm like, okay, I got this. I'm feeling okay. The crowd was beautiful. They were so amazing. They were so, like, we had a really, really nice crowd. And Robin does her piece. And I'm like, okay, Shelby, it's your turn. And I go to speak. I say about two sentences and mind blank. Gone. Completely gone. And then I say something like, we're ready to party. Like something (laughs) so stupid. And Robin instantly knew that I had lost my freaking marbles because it was just, I said something so, like we had rehearsed all day. And then obviously it was not part of it. And I'm like, whoa, we're ready to party. And I just remember being like, well, you can't recover from that. (laughs) So I'm going to have to start over. So what I did is I'm like, okay, guys. That was about to be really good, except for that I need to start over again. And I said, this is my first time speaking. And I just let this piece, my vulnerability show. Like I just totally surrendered to the fact that, you know what? I'm actually not perfect (laughs) and I'm going to have to start over. And everybody cheered for me. And I just like had this moment where I took a nice deep breath in front of everybody. And I actually felt the room and energy shift. I'm big into vibration and frequency and energy. Like that's my jam. And as soon as I did that, I felt this whole energy shift in the room and in myself. And I knew at that point I had manifested this. I manifested this from the universe to lose my train of thought so that I could show myself like you can still do it. Yeah, universe was like, oh yeah, we're totally going to blank your brain out so that I can show you you're okay and you're human and people can relate to you more because you're human. So anyway, this is just most beautiful experience. We just had such a lovely rest of the night. Once we got flowing, it was so perfect. But anyways, that was my first experience in the first two minutes. (laughs) This, let me just paint a little picture. How vulnerable Shelby was and really owning that you know what, I need to take a deep breath and start over here because I know this is meant to be freaking incredible and that wasn't it. Yeah. And she stood there with her arms wide, like her head back, and took a deep breath in front of everybody like that and really just allowed herself to be vulnerable. Like when you talk about being vulnerable, like body language is part of it. And she just opened her chest right up, her arms as wide as they could go, leaned back and took a deep breath and started over. And from that point forward, she killed it. Like the energy, like just stepping out. I was so proud of her. And I almost feel like that made it better. Like people Mm -hmm. can relate and see that like 
you know, and it's so funny too, because we'll go into this in a little bit more detail in a bit here, but we had this week, our theme that week was perfection. It kept coming up, kept coming up and all the stuff we were trying to do. And I think that both of us kind of wanted this to be perfect, but I think that was more perfect mm-hmm. because it really showed that vulnerable side. Whereas like if we had just gone up there and absolutely killed it flawlessly, then it would it's be not less, relatable. Yeah. It would be way less relatable. And it's so interesting too, because one of the things that we were talking about, one of, it was a 20 minute speech. So we got to go a little bit deep into some of these things we love to talk about. But one of the things was that harnessing your personal power and, you know, doing those things that you're afraid of rejection, you're afraid of judgment, you're, you have that fear in you, but you decide to move through it anyways, that the, the result, the reward is not even in the outcome. It's not even in the outcome of, for example, like in this example, us putting our hand up for this thing we really wanted to do. If we had been rejected, we knew and we ha- like have it in our confidence and our inner knowing that we would be able to handle that. We would be mm-hmm. okay with that. And that the reward is in having that confidence to put our hand up in the first place. And so this is one of the things that we're talking about is that even if you fail at something, the reward is in knowing that you can handle it, knowing that you can recover, knowing that you are going to be okay, regardless if it happens, regardless if the bad thing that you like your worst case scenario happens or that you don't get the thing that you're hoping for happen. And so in this case, that was like Shelby's biggest fear. It happened really to show her that she was completely fine. She was okay, even if her biggest fear happened. So next time that we stand on that stage, that fear isn't even going to be there because she knows that it happened on her very first speech and she owned it and it made it almost better. And so I think it was just so perfect that it t- we were living and breathing and doing what we were talking about. It wasn't just something like some speech we made up. It's something that came from our own living of it. So I have a question for you. Can you elaborate more on that personal power piece? Because word that was so clear for us that we had to rely on our personal power when we brought our own belonging, when we put our hand up and we said, hey, we'd, we'd like to be considered for this. And we knew no matter what, whether the answer was yes or no, that it was for us not against us like it would have just been a perfect answer no matter what so where does that like where do people get those skills where do you think that has come from because I can say for sure and I can answer this myself it's not always been that way I would have been devastated if they said no previously so where do you think somebody starts if they're thinking like well no I would have been devastated if they would have said no or you know what I mean like where do you think that where has that come from for us you think So I've seen this big shift in the last year Mm -hmm. in both of us. But one of the things that I talked about, and this will kind of set us up for answering that question, is circumstantial versus personal power. Circumstantial power versus personal power. And that's something that was in the speech. And really that circumstantial power is when you're feeling great, you're feeling lit up, maybe you're feeling confident or whatever. It's from something outside of yourself. So maybe external validation or some circumstance like a job or a trip or some temporary thing that kind of lights you up. But when the circumstance changes, then that power goes with it. And what I had been kind of mentioning in the speech about personal power is it really is 
that inner knowing and that inner knowing of how worthy you are and that you are enough regardless of whatever happens around you that comes from doing the healing work Mm -hmm. it comes from doing that deep inner work it comes from the personal development journey and it comes falling in love with yourself yes and not just doing it but integrating it and that's where the game changed I think we have talked about this many times Mm -hmm. the game changed when we started living it we started integrating absolutely everything we were learning Mm -hmm. instead of just absorbing more knowledge and one of the keys to our integration for both of us was each other like bringing into our daily life having someone to talk about it Anytime something comes up in our lives and then like with our partners, with our families, whatever, it's just kind of flowed in that way. But that personal power and that confidence of knowing that we would be totally fine if we put our hand up and got rejected because we know it's in putting ourselves out there and that we do honestly trust that if there are opportunities that are meant for us, yes, we need to take aligned action, but we also trust that the universe has our back and it's Mm going to support us. If we are taking the first step, it will support us. It will be behind us kind of. Yeah, we're fully supported. Helping, yeah, helping all these things fall into place for us. And that's really how it's been going for us. And it's just been in such a beautiful way that's just in flow. And that's also how I know is right. It's been in flow. Nothing's been like pushed or pressured or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It's just like has a flow to it. And I think that trust and that inner confidence comes from doing that deep work, knowing that we're enough. enough. And if we were to be rejected, it's maybe a not yet, or it's maybe a this isn't the right fit. Knowing that, okay, we've talked about this before in like our Lucky Girl Syndrome podcast or whatever, or other like manifestation discussions we've had this or something better. Mm -hmm. So if it's not this, like if you get rejected for the thing that you think you really, really want, just trusting that that means something better, something more aligned for you is going to come up. That's really my thoughts on it. You're like, what do you think? No, I completely agree. It's, it's that inner journey. It's that inner work to falling back in love and love with yourself and being your best friend throughout it all. Like, I think that's the biggest change for me is I can handle rejection. I can handle the nose. I can handle the left turns because inside of me is me. <laughs> Does that make sense? Like inside of me is that my highest self. And I have her in my back pocket wherever I need to go. And I actually said this in that speech is like for some of you, that purse, that little version inside of you that's on fire, she's right beside you. For some, she is the been the coat hook that's like in your spare room that you just throw your shit on. And then for the other people, like she's stuffed up in a freaking box up in the attic. And you need to actually go up there, walk into the attic, dust her off and be like, okay, come out and play. You know, it's your, it's your time to play. So for me, the biggest difference that I've had in my life is that she's not in the attic she's not in the box and she's not even right beside me she's in me she's on I pay attention to her all the time I have a relationship with her I give her food and water and life and I I acknowledge her existence every single day I call you know what I mean like I'm really if she is me she's part of me so that to me is the biggest shift that's where my confidence and my knowing and my self-love comes from is like having that me I I like to call it self like self with s with excuse me self with a capital s that's what I vision everybody's got something a little bit different but it's that highest version of themselves and for me she is 
she's very much alive inside of me. And so I know I always have somebody supporting me no matter what. And that being able to handle rejection also ties into these stories we tell ourselves. So what's shifted for me, and I think for Shelby as well, is when something happens, like if a rejection happens or if there is some overt judgment, I no longer let it mean a story about myself. Mm. Like, you know, when you get in that spiral where something happens or something, someone acts a certain way towards you and then you go back in your history and you pull out from your subconscious all the times this type of feeling has happened to you before. These situations where someone's rejected you in the past and then you're you like, make, see? Yeah, you make up a story and you're trying to prove to yourself that it means something about who you are because of what's happened in the past. And if we were to be rejected and said, no, sorry, like, you got, we're full up, like, we don't have room for any more speakers or something like that, that would not mean anything about us. But in the past, I would have told myself mm-hmm. it did. It, I would have told myself that it meant that we weren't good enough yet yep. or, you know, all these different things. And so I think when we can actually remove ourselves from that story and that really only happens through the healing I know that I had wounding and you know feelings of like unworthiness or not enough or whatever that would play out and Mm -hmm. I would allow it to play out and I you know our brains always want to reinforce what we think we know it always we want to reinforce what we've subconsciously been programmed through our lived experience or things that we were taught or conditioning norms, all that stuff. And so then we go in our brains, we get all the evidence of this happening to us before and we prove it. We reinforce that subconscious belief. Now, if we just let that go and we don't let things that are external, things that are circumstantial, things that are outside of us mean something about us, about who we are at our core, about like our worthiness, it changes the game. It changes the way that the lens that you see life through. What's your, what's your tell when you know you're caught up in a story? Because I think that's something that can be very helpful for our listeners and for our audience is like, okay, what's that tell? How do you know you're out of alignment? And when you are caught up in a story, do you have something that's like a red flag to you that's more obvious now? It's definitely blame. Ah. Uh, Like when I'm blaming, it's anybody else but my fault, you know? And also the spiral. Like if I start spiraling and try to convince myself why like I'm right and the other person's wrong or whatever or the situation's Mm -hmm. wrong, then I know that I'm telling myself a story about Mm -hmm. it. But the first one is the blame, like feeling like someone else is wrong. And it's not that it never happens. And I, I mean, like, it's not like we never get triggered, but it's what, what you do with it. Like how long do you let yourself go on with these stories before you catch it? And they're like, Hey, no, this isn't accurate. And the thing about blame and the thing about this spiral is it's not grounded in truth. If you just take the facts of the situation, fact is, you know, like person came in and said one thing to you, you're making it up. Like you make up all the points between like A and B, you make the whole story surrounding it up. Mm -hmm. And so if you're filling in a lot of blanks with assumptions or, you know, things that are you're making up, when I catch myself in that spiral now, I actually go back to, okay, actually, what are the facts of this situation? Mm-hmm. Like, what do I really know? And, and then when you realize it, 
what you really know is so tiny. You probably only the facts that you have, like this person said one sentence, like that's the fact. You're making up the rest of it. And so when you start looking at it in that way, when you catch yourself, which is the first step to mindfulness is catching yourself. But when you catch yourself, ask yourself, what do I actually know? What is for certain a fact in this situation? And probably 98% of that story that you've let spiral in your head is not fact, is not the actual truth of the situation. Yeah. Uh, my my tell is judgment. Like if I'm judging somebody, I'm like, oh, caught in a story or like, oh, I'm back in past or I'm thinking about future because I'm not present because in the present moment, my soul speaks louder than my ego. And if I'm speaking from an ego place and I'm judging people, then I'm not present. So that's my tell of like, I'm either stuck in a past story or I'm thinking about the future. And that is one thing for sure that self-development has taught me is how to how to know when I am not always know but like how like you said how fast can you catch it and self-development personal development learning about my inner child that has been so instrumental in catch like how I can how quickly I can catch things now um and actually we have I'm so excited we have an interview coming up on one of the most amazing talented women who's going to talk to us about the inner child because this has been a big game game changer for me so I won't go too far into that because she's going to be able to talk to us all about that but just getting back to this whole like working on yourself and falling back in love with yourself enough that you care to go and look at those limiting beliefs look at those wounds and those patterns that have happened to you as a child because oftentimes when I'm judging I'm judging something because of like as a seven-year-old you know or I'm judging like a 14 year old or I'm judging like like my present day 30 year old Shelby is not judging somebody for whatever you know I don't even have an example off the top of my head it's oftentimes it's like I'm coming from a little child judging somebody so that's anyways that's that's my tell of how I know I'm not in alignment and I'm not in the present moment is because my ego is speaking louder than my soul and my soul is not judgmental nobody's is everybody is um, the most perfect beautiful soul when we have these things that come out of us that are not us it's our ego and it's just speaking louder and talking about that how fast you catch yourself like let's go back to the speech situation where Shelby's mind went blank she had two choices cry there yeah like (laughs) either let that affect the rest of the speech or use the tools that she's built through personal development, through that inner knowing, through that journey back to self. My self-confidence. Yeah, to use that to be like, hey, no, this is out of alignment. I'm going to stand in my power. I'm going to own this. I'm going to be vulnerable and I'm going to start over. Yeah. And I know I can do that. And I like the worst has already happened. So how do I move forward from here? And sometimes I know like in those stories, like in those relationships you have and you get in a fight, because you're telling yourself a story about something. Sometimes you just want to be right. So you let the story keep going, even though you know it's not true. Like, Mm -hmm. so that's the difference. I think that's the difference is how you react to it. Like Mm -hmm. choosing to move forward and kill the rest of the speech or choosing to have that show you evidence that I knew I was going to fail and I failed and look at this and like all these negative things that you could tell yourself about that or just say, hey, wait, no, this was supposed to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. Let me start over. Wounded Shelby would have literally probably tried not to cry 
I, and I may have just started crying because that was like my go-to thing. Like, you know, traumatized Shelby is a crier, like through and through. I probably would have gotten upset and it probably would have ruined the rest of the speech. And I probably would have made it mean that I wasn't good enough. Like, see how embarrassing. Why did you think you could get up on a stage in front of all these women? And why do you think you have something to say? And why do you think you should be up there? Like that wounded old Shelby without the self-development, that's what would have happened for me. And I probably would never do it again. I'd be like, oh, screw that. I'm never getting up on stage. That was stupid. Like, I hate it. I would have said, I hate public speaking. Public public speaking is stupid. <laughs> like, I would have made a judgment about it. Like, I'm, why do, you know, I'm never doing that again. Instead, I was like, I got up the stage. I was like, holy shit. Like, oh, I got literally manifested the most painful thing that I thought could happen. I manifested it to show myself like, oh, you're fine. Like, you think that was scary? Like, you've got it. You've totally got it. So I am like, I'm actually grateful about that that happened, that situation. Like like you said, I think it actually made the the night even go better. Yeah, yeah I think so I think it was so good and it just shows you the difference, the difference of how you approach things whether or not you've dug deep, mm-hmm. whether or not you've spent time with yourself yeah. to get to know yourself. And once you are clear, like one of the things I mentioned is you show up very differently in the world when you've spent a lot of time getting really grounded in what you feel about yourself rather Mm -hmm. than just absorbing everything around you of how everyone else feels or thinks about you. When you are really grounded in that sense of self and who you are and how you want to show up, then you make those choices. Mm -hmm. You make those choices to move through it. You make the choice not to let the story even play out. Well, and also another thing that my mom... Uh, gracefully reminded me of before we went I went there was what are you what's your calling what were you called to do and I remembered it's like we are here to give hope and inspiration to women right now that's what Robin and I are doing that's the message that we've been placed on this universe placed on this planet to to give is to when women are around us they can remember how freaking incredible they are like that's our overriding message and I think we delivered it like we fully delivered it like you know when you get out of your way and you make it not about you and you make it about that bigger message I don't know that that really helped me because I was like it's not about my fear right now of standing it's like I'm actually here on a bigger mission a bigger mission to allow women to remember how amazing they are reclaim their power stand in their power like that's really what this night is all about and if you lose sight on what do I look like Oh, I got to tell this story about the hat because it's just so perfect. And then we'll, <laughs> we'll we'll wrap it up. Okay. So I have this, I show Robin this hat. I'm in Canlips, I'm shopping and I'm like, oh my God, I've always wanted to wear a hat like this, but I feel so uncomfortable wearing it. And Robin's like, well, that means you have to get it. No questions asked. Like, d- d- like you're getting it a hundred percent. And I'm like, what? Why? She's like, well, because you're uncomfortable wearing it. So you have to get it. And I'm like, okay, I see this. I see, see where this is going. Got it noted. I'm getting it. So I got it and I feel, I tried it on like, oh my God, I feel so badass in this hat. Like I love it, but I don't want to wear it out of the store. And I think I was like voice memoing you or texting you being like, I'm actually fearful to wear it out of the store right now. So I'm wearing it out of the store. Like this is the game I have with myself now is 
if something makes me scared, I'm freaking doing it. I am like, I love fear. I eat fear for breakfast. I'm like, bring it on. So anyways, I wear this freaking hat out of the store and I'm like, yeah, I'm super goddamn uncomfortable, but I'm doing it anyways. And then anyways, week two goes by and then we're picking out outfits for the speaking night and Robin's like you're wearing your hat and I'm like oh I don't know if I'm gonna wear my hat like I'm pretty I'm not super conscious like I'm pretty self-conscious in it and she's like oh you're wearing the hat and I'm like fuck okay I guess I'm wearing this hat so anyways I the whole day I'm like Robin I don't know if I can wear this hat and she's like yes you are anyways two little things that come up from that a you need to have a Robin in your life. Honestly, everybody needs a person in your life that's like, you've got this, you can do this. Like, is that support system when you're trying to back out? Because without, there's no freaking way. If Robin was not saying, oh, you're wearing this hat. Uh, there's no way I was wearing that hat because it made me feel uncomfortable. But anyway, so you just need that sisterhood or that person in your life that's like sees your power sometimes when you can't see it for yourself. So if you're listening to this right now, like text this to your bestie, text this podcast to your friend, this person in your life that makes you feel like you, they remember your power. They see your light even when you've forgotten it. Um, I forget where I was going with that. The other speech mentioned Shelby's hat. Oh, yes. Yeah, the, yes. The girl was like, you know, that girl in the crowd who's wearing the big hat and is so confident. And I was in my head, I was like, I actually am not very confident in this hat, but I'm doing it anyway. <laughs> it was funny. So that the speech following ours was all about confidence. And yeah. she mentioned the hat. Yeah. And it was so funny because that was one of the things like – we've decided if we see someone wearing something and we love it, we love it. And have you ever had that feeling where you say, oh, I love that, but I can't pull it off. Why? Why can't you pull it off? Because mm. that's a confidence thing. That's an inner dialogue that you're telling yourself about not being able to pull it off. Where When Shelby wears this hat, like, I love it. And <laughs> I love, like, that she loves this hat. And so I'm like, no, you're doing it. And it was from, like, a very loving place that oh, I was yeah. encouraging her to wear it. But it was so hilarious that there was this huge dialogue around this freaking hat. Oh, yeah. I and also then, manifested that, I think. Yeah. Right? And then the lady that spoke out after us mentions the hat and like it was yeah. just hilarious calls me out on my confidence or maybe lack of i don't even know i think she was also yeah. slash poking fun at me a little bit too i have no it idea it was just funny and we just laughed when as soon as we heard that because this hat played a part in the story but yeah. anyways yes. it was just really funny and just do that night. is there one small thing that you can do like buying the hat and actually wearing it just something so small integrating like it that. it's one thing to buy the hat but it's the next level to wear it out of the freaking store i know like you got to integrate this thing right we always keep coming back to that it's like it's not enough to read the book it's not enough to take the course you got to integrate this stuff and so it doesn't have to be big like just yeah. anything that little. makes you feel a little uncomfortable or anything that brings up that fear of rejection or that fear of judgment because those are the mm -hmm. two really big ones that we often tell ourselves stories and tie back to our worth and um, worthiness and whether or not we're enough just mm -hmm. as we are. Mm -hmm. And so are there small things that you could start practicing now to kind of step out of that, step out of your shell and step into that confident, powerful version of yourself? Mm -hmm. And so that's what we're going to leave you with this week.
That's mm-hmm. your homework. Yeah. Is there one way that you can do something that's a little bit outside of your comfort zone? Yeah. And remember that that version inside of you who is you, that's the highest version of yourself, if she is in that box up in the attic, go get her. Like this is your reminder. Go get her out, dust her off, smack her on the tush, let her come out and play. She want like, you know, she can live right inside of you. So don't dismiss her. She's get those get the coats off of her. She don't want to be a coat rack anymore. She <laughs> and wants wear to come the out. damn hat. Yeah, wear the damn hat. <laughs> uh, okay, we'll talk to you guys later. Have Bye. a great week.